Today's episode is brought to you by Slay House Publishing, recorded at Wayne Howard Studios. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Slay House Publishing presents Lit Bits. This is Jeremy. With me today, ah, this is how I'm going to do it. With me today is best-selling author and new friend of ours, <laughs> Marina Lostetter, uh, Kate Williamson, and with me, as always, is Kate's partner, Trevor. Yay! Yeah. Where's the applause button? That's me. I just did it. You did it. <laughs> I take my vows. All right. And enough. And Curtis. Right. So everyone okay. wanted to say hi? <laughs> I'm the one who pushed that button. I love that we're the three dudes in the room are the only ones who hear all of that applause. <laughs> and the two women just have to imagine we're it. Like, I yes, just need to buy more headphones sure. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can play it back for them after we're done. We yeah. can, we can play it really back. really cool, trust me. Um, today we're talking about the winner of the Nebula Award for Best Short Story in 2021, correct? Um Open House on the Haunted Hill by John Wiswell. And uh, I just kind of want to open the floor to to my group here. Like, we all read it. Um, yeah, this was a recommendation from Marina. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, I'm, I'm just going to tell everybody who's listening, that it's really short, and you should oh, just yeah. pause right now and go read it. And yes. then basically you can come back and discuss it with us. Because I, my, so my wife yesterday yeah, was in Forever 21 and I was waiting in the car with the dog because we bring the dog everywhere. And so I was like, okay, I haven't read the story yet. I'm not prepared. So I pulled it up and I read it while she was in Forever 21. And better, my wife is yet. not Forever 21, by the way. I love you. <laughs> She's not immortal. Um, I, if you're super lazy too, uh, like like, uh, like my mother. So this is offending the family She's members not, episode. Don't right? get me wrong. My mom has labored her entire life. She's entitled to not read a fucking short story if she doesn't want to. Right? Yeah, seriously. Um, but she uh, <laughs> she she pulled up Lavar Burton reads, um, and he actually has an episode where he reads this to you so if you're just in the car and you're like well i can't pull this up because that would be illegal um yeah don't just, read and drive yeah <laughs> just pause pull up lavar burton reads and pull up this episode yeah. um where where he reads it it's worth it yep that man uh could read the phone book to me and i'd be for it so uh <laughs> marina would you like to do the honors and tell us a little bit about what the story's about just sure. give us kind of a brief summary Believe it or not, the title kind of tells it all. (laughs) It's about an open house on a haunted hill. (laughs) Basically, there's a haunted house and it's being shown. Like, its its owner has recently passed. It is now up for sale. And this house is trying so hard to make a good impression. (laughs) (laughs) So hard. It's endearing how hard it it works. (laughs) So... And that is ultimately the thing that I love about this story is it is about a haunted house, but it is in conversation specifically actually with um, Hill House, the TV series and the the original. Um, The author wrote it in response Um, about most haunted house stories that are that are about murder houses. Right. This is this is the opposite. This house. This house is aware of murder houses and it is not a murder house. Right. (laughs) I I love that. The the just the opening phrase where where john talks about this house and he says like this house probably would have had more more power if it were a killer house but it, it's not a killer house and the only person who ever died in it was just this sweet little old lady um 
and uh, it's a refreshing kind of take on the haunted house because we always think of being haunted as as this very negative thing, right? If you're visited by a spirit, um, it's not usually a positive spirit. It's always a spirit like, I died horribly and now you must too. I'm pissed off about it. Right. <laughs> There's never just like this benevolent spirit who's just like, hey, you want to watch some Netflix with me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna doing... hang. It'll yeah. be great. Don't mind me. Yes, this poor house. It's it's very sweet because it talks about um, what it you know did for its last owner you know in her final days and how it tried to soothe her and stuff like that. And what's really great about what where you get the tension in the story is because the house often mentions the things it could be doing that it's not doing. So it's a very masterful piece of storytelling where there's not your usual. Um, the, the conflict is always there, but it's not your usual kind of conflict because it's more the house trying to be a good house because it really just wants somebody to live there. And that begs another question. What is a, What makes a good house? <laughs> right. I, I mean, I, you know, in, in today's housing market, <laughs> maybe just a good house is just a fucking four walls and a roof, right? Yeah. That doesn't cost $300,000. <laughs> You nailed um, it. <laughs> you nailed it, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I know there there is that impulse, but I think often, like, what really is a good house? When I think of the houses that I've lived in and grown up in, I definitely have lived in some shitty houses, <laughs> and I've lived in some really great houses too. And 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 I know what I feel about houses, but I mean, I kind of want to hear from from the calorie. You know, what makes for a good house? Well, in the context of hauntings, I think what makes a good house is one that doesn't make you murder your family. Okay, <laughs> that's well, true. You know, that's a good start. That's a that's the that's the fun thing about that's this the story. First thing though. we do when we when we go for a house tour. Does this have any murderers that reside? Yeah. Do I feel an impulse to suddenly strangle my spouse here? In the now, basement? hold on a minute. I'm a horror writer so I'm gonna, they're gonna be like yes and i'll be like soul <laughs> yes, yes, yes. i mean we, we've had we've had a lot of haunted houses in in media right mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. uh, of course the famous hill house that has uh murdered everyone right there's um there's the the house in amityville horror right you Which, could re you could represent this an endless amount of ways um yeah the, the haunting theme you can oh, just sure, you can do yeah. so many things with that. what i love about this though is that the haunting, it can be about the, the, the residual, you know, the deaths or whatever, but it's always attributed to, um, well, it's sometimes attributed, like with the, the Amityville, it's attributed to the house, but there's always this undercurrent of like an entity there. And this puts yeah. the entity, the story puts the entity as the house. Mm -hmm. It's mm. it's not just the vessel for where this entity resides. It's the right. house with a personality and oh. its own yeah, character. There is, right. there is an, an interesting take there. I, I think the, the house on Haunting of, of Hill House, I mean, that was just a bad house, right? Yeah, that one had a lot of people had died there. And then um, Blythe House, which was made by the same people, but was yeah. different, um, had a slightly different take on it, on mm -hmm. why it was haunted. Um, but yes, this one, because it's from the point of view of the house, you really get that the house is a character, oh, right. which is very, it's, it's yeah. harder to do that yeah. in, a, in a visual medium. It's, it's treated like a character. Yeah. And, I, and there's there's that scene where like, the, uh, I had to go back, I'm scrolling through it again, because I just so many things that kind of hit me with this as I read it. But there was this great line, like um, the girls talking about the ghosts and stuff, because when you mm -hmm. think again of a haunted house, you think of ghosts. And the guy says, like, I don't believe in ghosts. And the house kind of responds in its own, like, little head. And it's like, 
the house doesn't believe in ghosts either. Right. So it's lowly. Um, well, because that you know the house isn't a ghost. The house but it treats it's just itself. It treats haunting as this like a symbiotic relationship with the people that right. live there. Like there's that line, and again I had to scroll through to find it again. Sorry, um, maybe I'm cheating. Um, it says uh, the realtor says uh, it's a fam it's just a family short of a home, and it mentions that the house thir- 133 Poisonwood would be more charmed by the line if it hadn't heard it say that eight other times yeah, that yeah. day, <laughs> and and it's like this yeah, I mean, so clever. He's so funny in the way that he kind of crafts these characters. Oh yeah, I mean the house is very much it's the protagonist, yeah. it's the mm-hmm. character, and and you see that the house needs the people as much as the mm-hmm. people need the house. Right. And Which I, again, I think uh, brings me back to my question: like, what is a good house? What makes for a good house? It's comfortable. Yeah. It's comfortable. <laughs> it's Whatever comfortable. that means to you, yeah. right? I've been in houses that are not comfortable, and houses that are very comfortable. Like yeah. sometimes it's just a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes yeah, it's not anything specific. It's just the vibe. Sometimes I, it's. It's how you visualize yourself in there. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think mm-hmm. the memories that are made there. Yeah. See, he, I think so too, right? Memories are are and character. You know, I think take up a lot of space about how we feel about certain houses. I grew up. Um, I grew up in in many houses. My parents moved me around a lot when I was a kid. Um, but there was a stretch where we were living in a, um, kind of a, a trailer park, if you will. It, it was like a mobile home park, basically. Um, and I, I remember just those lean times, it, just the incredible frustration of trying to live in that space because we were five people to that house. It was my parents and then my, my two siblings. And... Um, me and my siblings had to share a room together my brother um my brother was not yet out of diapers at that point in time um and trying to potty train him in that house was a nightmare um he was uh he'll uh, love listening to this episode (laughs) oh yeah yeah he will yeah um hey I, i don't even know if he remembers uh living in that house but i remember very distinctly the feeling of of uh, you know, just cl- kind of a claustrophobic feeling of having too little space for too many people. So there's an answer what makes a good house, uh, space, individual space. I think in a the way, but to I, have I think too about, because, um, you know, Kate and I, li- we just moved into our house um, a couple of years ago, and uh, that was a big move for us, you know, moving into a house from an apartment. And I think that it, our house is not very big. It's very modest. Um, and we've, absolutely filled it with books I was going to say the books are going to overtake one day <laughs> yeah they've already done it um, but I, I think we filled it with like the you know we filled it with us we filled it with the, the things that we value um, and I think that that's enough for us right yeah. I would love a, spa- a place with more space but I don't think the space is everything that's not right? necessarily yeah yeah yeah. It's how you fill the yeah. It's how you fill the space. I agree with that. Yeah, maybe what you do with it. Yeah, I love the idea that this house um, feels like it has to keep up appearances um, yeah. with the people visiting it. Right? It's got to like figure out what does this person need from me? Yeah. What does it want from me? It's masking. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. It is masking. It, and 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 um, 
It's a. Uh, I didn't fart. That was the chair. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, take, I'll take your word for it, man. <laughs> it's performative, right? And yeah. I think that that performative angle is is interesting to me. And it, and it comes from a genuine place. Like it wants it right. wants to be liked. It wants to be make a good impression. It's not like it's trying to like trick them into you know. It's it's just what you do when you meet a new person, right? Yeah, you're right. Like, you straighten yourself. Yeah, you're like I'm trying to be on my best behavior. Talks about sucking. To, it talks yeah. about yeah. striking <laughs> the floorboard like yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're sucking in your gut. And... Yes, yes. It, it tries really hard to straighten its floorboards. And this it, is know. the most animate house since I read um, Ray Bradbury's There Will Come Soft Rains. Which even this house, I think, is more animated than that house. Like, that was just all the the robotics in the house that made it animated. This is actually a, right. a, a conscious, like, vessel, a conscious thing. So what endears us to this house? I mean, other than that it's just, uh, it's trying so it's hard. Trying so- I think it, it's because it, the story itself is told from a real empathetic point of view. Mm. So often haunted house stories are about the unknown or the unknowable like what is that scary thing around the corner and this is the house going it's just me (laughs) there's nothing scary around this corner i swear i'm not trying to scare you like it's just it just wants i like that one that it closed the door after the couple because you know heating oil wasn't cheap yeah i was just like i'll just close the door it's fine it's It's being economic it's not trying to scare you it's just being economic yeah it's it's just being itself and it just it wants what everybody wants, which is to have a, a nice home and a nice family. I would family. Kind of like that. My house could just flick off the lights for me. Yeah. <laughs> the house Turn is thinking this asshole leaves every future. light on. Houses. <laughs> Houses that know what we need. <laughs> not not like 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 a nightmare uh, smart house or something. I, the house I feel is like, like were you raised in a barn? Extreme, right? <laughs> like there's a, there is an extreme in like the the comfortability of a like a house that's so desperate. What was that Disney movie? <laughs> it was Smart House. Smart House. Oh <laughs> my god! Yeah, House yeah. from Hell. Yeah, it, yeah, it got all needy. Uh, it did, yeah. and, but like where the bad kind of needy, <laughs> like like the the kind of like like. I want to be your mother. Lock the doors on them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Dude, you're not going anywhere. I feel like this is. Uh, <laughs> I know what is... you need. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're not safe if you're not here with me. Yeah. <laughs> but this right. is a respectful house. This is this is it respects their autonomy. It's trying to yeah. preserve its own autonomy. It's yeah. it's, a, it's a respectful and it even house. like it it, can, it talks about how it consumes the locket and then when the girl's looking for the locket or like when before the girl comes in the the man and the realtor are looking for the locket and it like kind of reproduces or pushes yeah, it back puts up it where, they, this, can yeah, it. where yeah. they can find it. Yeah, where they can find it. Just sinks into the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, it talks about how it like accidentally gobbles it up. Yeah, it accidentally and, and, gobbled and, and it up. Is what like, happened? I didn't mean to. Yeah, do right. that. yeah. It built out a vent basically, yeah, and, 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 and we go no. Yeah, and then it's, it like spits it back out through the, the toilet. And the dad doesn't pick up the locket. Right? The dad doesn't pick it up, and and the house is like, you idiot, please yeah. pick this up. <laughs> well, he does it so he can go get the girl, so she can find it. Right. Yeah. And there are just so many little moments of endearing characterizations from like a craft standpoint. It's oh, just, yeah. it's yeah. a masterwork in just how do you endear a reader to a character, and it does it with all of the characters, and yeah. it's in such a short space. Oh, yeah. It's, so I think, I feel cool. like it does it two different ways. Um, one, I've always seen writing in the present tense as a more immediate kind of tense for, for crafting something. So it writes this in the present tense, but then even though it's in third person, it 
puts it through the lens of the house. It's very close third. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's through the lens of the house. So everything we're seeing is through the house's eyes, even though it is that third person. So that's, I think that's how it it accomplishes that immediacy and that that intimacy and and gets us really kind of in line with the house's motives and what it wants. Right. Yeah. And it, it also, I mean, Wispel does a lot of um, like showing, not telling, right? Yeah. A lot of what we know about these characters are through the actions that they take, the decisions that they make. And I think that um, from a storytelling perspective, that works a whole lot more because we don't need to see it, the well, internal process. Yeah. And in a short story, it's yeah. really good at economy of space. So telling you what mm. you need to be told just in order to have the information and then really giving you those moments, show, like spending the time on the moments, right? Yeah. Showing you those little things and yeah. zeroing in on their importance. Well, like, the, uh, like the, the house noticing that when the guy is looking around, he's not liking the wallpaper. And it, he's rather more interested in like mm-hmm. the light and the how it comes yeah. through the windows and and the house itself is a kind of self-conscious about the wallpaper. Like, yeah, I wish I could change this for you, but I can't. Yeah. you know, I wish I could just like <laughs> like peel it off. Right. You know, I wish I could be the thing that. So I, there are limitations. Uh, that, that you want there are limitations. Yeah. yeah, I feel like what worked for me for this story is stepping back, thinking symbolically, because that's always what I do. I'm always thinking symbolically. Um, I feel like I resonate with it because in a way this house is um, sort of living like the millennial experience (laughs) in a lot of ways, right? There's a lot of like imposter syndrome going on. There's a lot of like, I must refashion myself to be palatable to you so that you will just accept me, right? Like I need (laughs) that acceptance. I need that validation. And here I am trapped in all of the things that I am and all of the things I wish I could be for you. And how do I bridge that gap? And I think what's wonderful about this story is it, it kind of comes to this conclusion that like, you don't necessarily have to be all of the things that these people want, right? When you straighten out your floorboards, right? That's not necessarily what people are looking for out of you. Of course, you're putting on your best front. You're trying to be your best self, but the authenticity is more important. And the quiet moments too, right? The consistency in your action is what endears you to people. So when the house talks about playing this song right the the of its shingles for the father in the moment that the father is kind of grieving those little moments are the authentic moments yeah those are the moments when the house is not necessarily acting because it wants something out of you it's the house just being its caretaking self right like it's not trying to manipulate the humans right, right. which is, is a huge key i think in the whole because <laughs> a lot of haunted house Yes, it will manipulate you in a scary way, but it can very easily turn into a scary, toxic thing if it's trying to manipulate you in the in the motherly way, in the yeah. in the yeah. you know right. the smart right. house. I know it's best for you, sort of a thing, right? But this house doesn't do that. It's about trying to build a relationship, and yeah. you know, bring something new together and build something new together. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be a yeah. perfect house. It just has to be a good house. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a really different take on a haunted house, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, cool. I love it for that. I, I and, do too. Um, in it, man, after oh gosh, after the last couple of weeks that um, we had you and me, Kate, um, having a story that just about 
someone trying his best, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, or, or a house trying to, you know, just trying its best. Um, I felt like that was a very much needed kind of story. You know, there's a, a kindness, um, a willingness. Kate lost her, her father a couple of weeks ago, and we've just been trying to process that. Trying to tragically lost him. Okay. It wasn't expected at all. Yeah, trying to figure out how life, you know, kind of continues forward. And and one of the things that, um, at least, you know, on my end, was so impressive to me was how many people came out of the woodwork um, to reach out, and, you know, with their condolences, but also so many people who were just like, what can I do in this moment? You know, I'm thinking about this i'm thinking about what my obligation is um and in truth there's not much you can do you know um and yet there were still that army of people who um gave us food you know um there were that that army of people who would just send me a fucking meme throughout the day <laughs> to keep me going you know there was so much goodwill um that i think was just extended from from every party and that consideration, I think, goes a very long way. Um, that service attitude, if you will, that I think engenders so much goodwill. And seeing this house thinking constantly about its service values, right? The way in which it can serve the people in it, not because it's trying to get anything out of it, but because it's the right thing to do. Because it's it's the caring thing to do, right? Yeah. Um, I think spoke a lot to you know what what did help through this moment of of tragedy yeah well said do you have anything to add no did you say that awesome great story great story uh, any any parting shots any parting thoughts about this story? I just want to thank Marina for for suggesting it yeah. that that was wonderful it was not an author that was on my radar and it was not a story that I totally expected. But um, I think when I, a lot of times when I, I experience new authors or even when I experience just new literature, I think about that. So I, I've been a, an author historically, but I'm having to learn the business side of thing. When you said like in that one episode, like you were like, I'm an author and anything I don't have to think about marketing yeah, yeah. I was like cheering you on <laughs> I'm like I'm that, right there with you yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like oh wait a minute I do have to think about marketing oh, no. now son of a bitch um, so I think as I'm growing in that new role I feel like I'm trying to decide what voices what kind of things out there would represent or could could personify Slayhouse for other people and I feel like this is another idea of like a story that like, yes, it fits into our genres, but when I try and describe how we want to represent these genres and how we want to give these voices, I feel like this is the kind of thing that we would would have published in an anthology just because it's it's different. It's not it's 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 different, but there's an authenticity. There's an authenticity it. to it. And I think that's what we look for. Um I know that's what I try and do with my own works that I'm writing. I know that's what we've done with the titles that we produce so far. Um, that's what I when I we call out like your your book Nominon, uh and 
Um, I feel like I just mispronounced that. Okay. Hey, Numenon. 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 People, people, Numenon. people say I got everything all the time. I just um, let pass. It's fine. But uh, <laughs> I, I do. I feel Numenon. like I feel like these are the things I want to associate myself with, and I want to associate our company with because these are all good things, and these are things that I want to keep helping moving toward and branding. So I'm just here because it's so fucking good. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> it is. It is very good. Um, so again, I want to say thank you to our guests, um, Kate Williamson. Who is the Trevor partner? Tre- <laughs> oh, Damn, I'm gonna stumble through that again. I'm stumbling again. You got lucky the first time. No, no, no. The first time I, I was like, just, I know exactly how I'm gonna do this. You say the singular, Caitlin Williamson, <laughs> and thanks to her partner Trevor for just palling along. Yeah. <laughs> Who's always with us? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he already said it. So he did say it. <laughs> we can just splice our voices together in post production, right? Yeah. 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 Who said that? Jeremy or Trevor? Just, I don't know. Just put it on the pile of things I have to do with this. Stuff. I love whatever we give like edit comments in the moment because we know it's never gonna. Yeah, we've never done them. It like, makes me yeah. do this. Though. Um, and thank you especially Marina Lossetter for joining us for these episodes um, it has been a real yeah, thrill you. having you on and I know I said after the first episode we'd love to have you back on this is not what I had in mind <laughs> I meant actually a different day <laughs> where you come back we so don't, you, I don't just live here now <laughs> <laughs> that's actually that's not up to any of us you have to ask less about that and he should be back um, in a few weeks. He's back on the 24th. So he's back on the 24th. So. You can live here till, till oh, the 24th. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, thank you to all of our listeners, to all of our Patreon subscribers, uh, patreon.com slash Slayhouse Publishing. Um, also, Wayne Howard has a Patreon, our studio, uh, patreon.com slash... Just Wayne Howard. Wayne yeah. Howard. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you to everyone who's bought the book. Thank you to all of our followers on social media. Thank you to um, just everybody. We we love you all and hope uh, your days are going well. And I, I mean, to revisit a very special thank you to Marina Lawson yes, for absolutely. showing up, absolutely. for recording these episodes. Tolerating our, boor, our, our boorish humor. <laughs> 